everyone. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I am so glad you're with us today for Thursday Tidbits or Tidbit Thursday. Um, it's just a nice short episode that can give you some tangible tips that you can implement right away in your life uh, to really go after living intentionally. And today I'm bringing back my friend, Michelle, and we have a really great topic for you today. Uh, something that we know a little bit about, but sometimes we don't even realize that this is happening in our life. And yes, I am talking about idols. And uh, nope, they aren't just statues and they're not just weird religions or whatever. They are real and they are in our everyday lives. And I know I've struggled with them in my life. Um, Michelle has struggled with them in her life but uh, she has some really great tips for us on how to discover what kind of things are idols in there and how to combat them. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and transform you into a woman ready to step into your calling and crush your goals his way. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can live intentionally and move forward confidently with the gifts God has given you. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon, and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me, because I know you will come out stronger. Michelle, thank you so much for coming back on the show with me. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yay. Yes. I know that you've been on a journey of revelation this year. I, you and I both, we both have been discovering a lot of different things about ourselves, uh, about things that we've believed and just really doing a deep dive. Right. And um, so I know you've had a lot of revelations in this topic of idols. So why does it matter so much to you? Can you share a little bit about your story with us, whatever you want to uncover right now? I know you're going to give us examples later too. So, um, I think one of the big things that God has revealed to me is that idols are anything that we put before him. And I would often think like, oh no, God's the most important thing in my life. I don't have any idols until a handful of years ago, he revealed to me how addicted to coffee I was. Mm. And then that took me on a very big journey of um, just discovering all these things that I put in my life that I used or I turned to instead of turning to him because it was a more immediate way of filling myself up. So I thought, whereas God's the more sustainable way of filling myself up. And so in identifying and overcoming these areas, I've been able to grow stronger in my relationship with God. And I think it's important to share so that other people can learn these things too, and also help to grow their relationships. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because you're right, an idol, and we're going to define it in a little bit, but if it's getting in the way of our relationship with God, then that's not okay. And right. I feel like I had some of those in my life too, that I kind of had a shed or skeletons in my closet and things like that. Um, and I think that this is a really important topic because it might not be talked about enough. And honestly, you all, um, Michelle did a fantastic blog post about this just recently. Uh, so you need to go on to her blog, Loves Seven Grace and go find it because she goes really, really in depth about this. This is a short topic we're talking about today, but there's so much 
depth in it. Um, so why do you think it's something that's really important for us to actually uncover and really talk about in our lives? Well, it's because the more we can uncover what we put ahead of God, the more we can remove those from our lives and turn to God. And so the more we turn to God, the more light and love we're going to have to be able to share with others, including our families. Mm, yeah, so true. So true. And I think um, as we learn and grow, we get to share. And I, I mean, that's what you're doing today too. So I'm ready to dive in. I hope you guys are. Um, just give us some quick little hacks. Um, but I think knowing how to spot an idol is really, really important and how it affects our lives. And so what's your first hack for us in um, figuring this out? Yeah, the first thing to do is to actually try to identify the idols that you have in your life. And this is going to take a lot of self-reflection um, and some time with God, asking him to reveal it to you. But for me, I kind of touched on it. My first introduction to it was when God revealed to me my addiction to coffee. And everybody I talked to is like, oh yeah, you're addicted to coffee. We all joke about being addicted to coffee. But this, like, I had no idea. And I think it might've just been a journey God was taking me through to prove a point. But I felt like I was supposed to give up coffee. And I was like, oh yeah, that's silly, whatever. And so I kept drinking it. And after a few days of every time I had coffee, it was like the worst tasting coffee I'd ever had in my life. I finally went, oh, I think I was supposed to give up coffee and I still kept drinking it. Maybe I should stop. So I stopped and it was, I felt like a drug addict going through withdrawal. And it wasn't just like, most people joke about like the caffeine headache or anything like that. But like, I wanted a cup of coffee so bad that I would go into my husband's office every It was usually midday or around lunchtime or late in the morning, whenever it was, but this like unbelievable desire to have a cup of coffee would just overtake me a couple times a day. And I'd lay on his floor and be like, Oh my goodness, just keep me away from the coffee. I don't know what is wrong with me. This is ridiculous. And then after a while, I was like, Oh, I heard somebody say that, you know, if the enemy is trying to tempt you with something to sing praises to God. So then every time I started to desire coffee like that, I turned it into singing praise music. Hmm. And lo and behold, once I started praising God or praying to God every single time that I had that overwhelming desire, my desire went away. And um, God kind of showed me through a series of other little things after that, how easy it is for one, an addiction isn't just like drugs or alcohol or something like that. Like You can be addicted to things and um, that that's a way of filling yourself up instead of turning to God. And so for me, coffee was my comfort. Like I had an incredibly stressful day and I would have a cup of coffee and it would help calm my nerves and make me feel better. And it would fill me up so that I could continue with my kids. And I realized that I should have been going to God in those moments and that he was able to fill me up more than my little comfort cup of coffee. Mm. And so I think, um, 
our idols can be things that we don't expect. And it just takes that self-reflection and asking God, what is it I'm putting ahead of you? In what areas am I turning to for comfort instead of turning to you? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a great way to put it, to kind of define that. And I think that is like sitting there with God and asking him that question. Um, Because honestly, I've struggled with, I have struggled with many idols in my life and um, I'm not okay with that. But, you know, when I, when I struggled with my deep depression that I had coming out of in college and coming out of college, um, my exercise habits and my eating habits actually were a form of, they were actually a form of control. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I have found and looking back, I realized that control is also an idol. So anything that I'm using to, as a form of control is an idol because instead of giving God control and letting him in on my life, um, and trying to control it all myself, um, that's actually putting something in front of God. And so I, yeah, and I would have never thought of exercise or eating or things like that as an idol. Um, so uh, now that we've defined how to find an idol, um, how do we really dive in and identify them in our own lives? And what is this process like? Well, as I mentioned, some of it is self-reflection and um, understanding what our priorities are. So if our priority is to um, to sit down and have that cup of coffee as soon as we wake up in the morning, then instead of sitting down with our Bible, or I mean, I would sit down with my coffee and my Bible, but that coffee had to come first. And if I was out of coffee, it was a big problem. I would go to the store like to get creamer if I was out of creamer, but I wouldn't go to the store to get milk if we were out of milk necessarily. So it was a problem. And um, so I think seeing where some of those priorities are and where your heart really is, is your very first thought when you wake up praising God for your day or is your very first thought when you get up going, oh, I really need that cup of coffee or whatever your idols are, um, it's, is God your first thought when you wake up and your last thought before you go to sleep? Or do you have other things running around in your head, taking your focus from that desire to connect and fill up with God? Mm, that's good. Yeah. I I think that's, that's very telling. Like even when you lay down at night, what's your thoughts as you go to sleep? Or like when you wake up, what's your first thoughts of what you want to do? And um, I, and you, I want to, I'm going to read some of these questions because I want everyone to write them down so they can reflect later, but you drink coffee now still. So, um, I just want to hear a little bit about that. Like, um, did you go for a while without it at all until you had nicked the idol and then you can slowly brought it back in or how did that work? Yes, that's exactly what I did. So I stopped completely for, I don't even know how long I stopped, but it was for a while because I went through this before I got pregnant one time. And so I didn't have any, I think during my whole pregnancy. Um, But then I did get to the point where I'm like, okay, you know what? I really think that it's okay to have some here and there, Mm -hmm. but as long as it doesn't start to control me again. And so I started having it. And then every now and then I kind of test myself like, oh, I ran out of coffee. Is that a problem? No, it's not. Or um, 
if it ever was the way it was before, I definitely wouldn't go back to it. But my decision before, before I even started having it again, I was like, you know, I really don't feel like coffee's wrong entirely. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a lesson for me. And so if I had the feeling that it was going to be forever wrong, I wouldn't have tempted myself with trying again. But because I felt strongly that it was a lesson to share, not necessarily something that was going to take hold again, um, I decided to try it again and have a cup or two or I really don't allow myself to have more than two cups a day, but a cup or two just to see how it went. But like I said, if I run out of coffee, if I run out of creamer, then it's, it's not a big deal. I just wait till the next time we go to the store before I get some more. Um, and I know a lot of people do go to the store for creamer and I'm not saying that that's an idol in your life. Um, I think that it's just a good way for me to explain it. Um, because it's not that debilitating control over my life when I have to go without it anymore. It's just a, oh man, I'm out of coffee today. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I like, I like how you identified that too, because yes, some people can have coffee and they, it's not an idol and it's totally fine. Right. Or like people who can drink, eat chocolate without it becoming an idol, right. Or whatever. So, um, so that's really great. So questions for self-reflection, some of the questions Michelle shared, I just want to share them one more time, because if you are in a place where you can write them down, write them down. Um, you can come back to this spot if you're driving or whatever, but, um, some of the questions that I heard was, uh, what do you think about as soon as you wake up? or the last thing before you go to sleep? Uh, Where do you spend your time? What's your heart about everything you are doing? Those were a few of them. So just think about that as you're in prayer time and let God reveal anything if there is anything, because there might not be, and that's okay too. Don't think that you have to have one. You don't. (laughs) Um, And so, um, but if you do, be willing to release it and work through that process. So, I know that you are going to share some examples with us. Are you, are you willing to do that? Sure. Yeah. Like I said, um, God has taken me on a pretty big journey on discovering idols where I would think that um, I had overcome it. And then a little bit later, another one would pop up and identify itself to me. So, um, and it's amazing because it's been different life stages it's been different times of growth. Some of these may not have been an idol before and then they became one or whatnot. But um, I know when, when the coffee one was revealed to me, I also realized that like some of the other things that I turned to um, would be like chocolate or shopping or some of those types of, um, they're not necessarily bad, they're just things that I went to if I had a down day. Um, and just realizing that and knowing to put God first. And even if they do like make me feel good, they shouldn't be my priority in that moment. Um, another thing was like my job status. Like I worked really hard and I worked pretty high up in corporate America. And when it came time for us to decide whether I wanted to come home and homeschool my kids and give them the attention they needed or keep working my corporate career, um, I had to go with that like 
okay, I'm giving up a really good job. And um, I enjoyed my job. I had fun with it. And so that was one thing that took a while for me to have to let go of. Or money was another really big one because um, I made, this was kind of tied in with the job status one too, but I made a sizable income and that was a huge change to our life, but also um, no, like we did not have our finances in a position where um, it made sense for me to quit my job, if I should say. Like we had a lot of finances lined up, but our monthly spending was not in line with the one income. And so it was really just trusting God to provide our money and not to worry about it and know that that was what his idea was for us or his plan was for us and to just follow through and allow him to provide and realize that um, even our jobs are given to us by God. And so we can't put our hope in our job. Our hope comes in Christ. Um, I know another thing, my family was an idol for a while because I would um, really focus on my kids and making sure that I was raising them up in the way they should be raised. We had some struggles with behaviors and learning and different things. And so putting all of my attention on my family and not trusting God to help guide us in discovering some of those things and shaping us was another thing um, that I had to realize that I just had to let go of my control in that area and let God help us figure out a solution in that. Um, and then even quiet time. I mean, for me, I have always prioritized time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think that, you know, there was anything wrong with my time with the Lord, but I realized I really struggled. Actually, it was after I had babies. Um, I had some really great, rich quality time with God beforehand. And after I started having babies in that first year, it would have to change because babies were unpredictable. They were up crazy late. Every time I'd sit down to spend my quiet time, somebody would cry. I'd have to rock them to sleep. And then um, sometimes I'd be reading my Bible while rocking, but it didn't look or feel the same to me. Mm -hmm. So I really struggled with the fact that it changed. And I had to realize that I couldn't idolize that one particular way of doing quiet time that I had to roll and grow with it, kind of like we do in our marriages, but realizing that the goal is developing the relationship with God, not sitting down to read my Bible and pray. Hmm. And so um, I know I had a Bible teacher. It was really profound when she told me, but she had said, if you only sat down and talked to your spouse the first 20 minutes of your day every day, um, but you didn't talk to him anymore throughout the day, what kind of relationship would you have? And that kind of hit me because I was like, wow, that would be a terrible relationship. My husband and I love to touch base throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, that's, that's how God wants to have a relationship with us. Yes, spend some time alone with him, just like you need date night time with your spouse, but don't be so rigid that it has to look and feel a certain way. Allow it to evolve and be 
just part of who you are and part of your day and invite him into everything you do. Mm, I love that. It's, it, it's true. I mean, it's so weird to think that quiet time can become an idol or however, right. or, um, you know, ritualistic even, or whatever. It's like, no, it's about a relationship. And so that's such wise words. Um, thank you for sharing your own experiences. I think it helps, uh, especially I, I'm a processor. I like to hear and talk it out and things. So hearing, um, some of the idols that you've had in your life helps me to see, um, what idols I've had as well, or just to be able to process that as I reflect. And honestly, I can relate with the roles. Um, I think honestly, I've come out of a season of busy and I idolized busy for a very long time. I didn't know that's what I was doing because I felt like I had to, or it was, you know, but I also wore it as a badge of honor. And um, if you're going to wear a role or something like that as a badge of honor, it's probably an idol. And, um, and so God really kind of smacked me over, <laughs> actually like made me trip and fall. And that's where the process started. But, uh, but yeah, and, and really understanding that busyness can be an idol. And yeah, yeah that's, that's, that hit me hard. Um, and I've come, I've been coming out of that um, in this season and it's been so freeing. I think when you, uh, I think one of the things that we learn from this is when you finally let go and let God and, um, you know, take those, define our idols, we find those idols, uh, we reflect and, uh, prioritize and then focus on God and leave them at the altar, essentially. Um, then one, he can really mold us, but it's freeing. Like right. he really frees us. And we didn't realize we had a burden or a bondage, but we did. And right. I don't know, did you feel that way when, especially like with your coffee example, like when you were able to let go? Yes, definitely. I think with any of these, it helped me to be released in a way that I didn't know I was in bondage, exactly like what you said. And it helped me to... Um, be able to grow that much more into the person that God wanted me to be. And so I think it is really important to be able to let them go in order to become more free. Yeah, I love it. And that, you know, that's what stepping into the fire is all about. It's really about getting in there, letting God work on you and transform you into the woman he wants you to be, not into who we think we should be or who other people say we should be. It's him defining who we are and who we are, right? And then we come out stronger and we come out victorious and we come out free. Right. So, so right. cool. Oh, this was so good. I hope that you all got a lot out of this. I did. Um, I think I might have to come on and just even go deeper into some of the idols that I've had. And maybe that will help a little bit too. But thank you so much, Michelle, for coming back on here with us. I've appreciated you sharing and I know the listeners did too. Well, thank you. I appreciate it too. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. 
And if you're not a part of the free Mindful Mamas online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your gifting, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.